what's from me? How's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys, this is Kevin from the Card Progression Podcast. Today we have the Northern all the way from Toronto, Canada on the podcast. And in this one, we dive deep in the brand new song, Usurper, and go in deep on the story of them being dropped from their record label and how it impacted the song about not being taken advantage of. We also talk about the growing Canadian hardcore scene post-pandemic and have a lot of fun doing everything well, well, in between. Well, 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 so are you guys gentlemen, ready boys for and girl well, listeners go! of the Corporate Progression Podcast here in the United States? I am going yeah. north of the border into Canada to bring you this incredible band that someone sent me an email about, checked them out, and we're having them come <laughs> on the podcast. Their brand new song, Usurper, just came out as of September 8th. You guys can go check it out. If you are a fan of a band like Fit for a King or Currents or Era, this is going to be a band for you to check out. So perfect time to do it right now. So please welcome Adam, Eric, Jordan, and Michael from the band, the Northern of the podcast. So gentlemen, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. Hey, yo. Yo. What up? What up, guys? Hey, I'm doing good. Happy to have you guys on. And when I was going through everything, I mean, getting everything I could get about your band, going through the brand new song, Usurper. One thing that caught my eye, of course, is going through the song, I looked at what you guys said about the message behind the song, what the meaning behind it was. Of course, I always like to go in and try and find my own meaning in there, see where it comes without looking at it. So when it came to the meaning of the song, specifically on this one, where were you guys going with this? Because I had an idea of where to go with it as well. I just want to kind of show how everything kind of connects between what you guys experience and what us as, you know, the music listener experiences as well. Well, uh, well we... I'll let you go. <laughs> you want me to go first? I was either, yeah, it was either you or me, I think. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I'll let you go since you were in the interview, so... That's fine. We we both we can both uh, share a little yeah, a little tidbit, but um, I think that like it, it's definitely from a specific experience that we had with a former record label, um, and uh, it, but I, the overarching message that I I personally would want anybody listening to take uh, because not everybody has been in a band and been screwed over by a label, although it does happen a lot, <laughs> um, is uh, just to not really let anybody take advantage of you. Um, and like, just to kind of stand your ground and, uh, you know, keep keep some of that integrity that you have, whether it's uh, in a relationship, at your job, uh, or yeah, like if you are in the music industry or an artist of any type, like, I feel like it could be applied to uh, almost anything, but specifically it was with uh, our former label, Tragic Hero Records. And if Mike, you want to elaborate a bit on that. Yeah, it's just, you know, to not let anyone discourage you and take you down and to not stop you from doing what you do best at. And like in our case, it's being creative and having that because we were definitely on the fence of whether we were going to continue doing this because this band's been going on for over 10 years now and so it was a matter of like do we do it or not nothing's working out the current release at the time just wasn't hitting and then we decided you know what fuck it let's not let those things hold us back let's move forward and let's take this chance and let's see where it takes us and that chance was us flying down to nashville and doing this ep and then the first day we were there at the end of the day we all knew that this couldn't go anywhere so it's just an inspiration for those to not be let discouraged and let down and to continue forward, especially with your creative work. 
but yeah, it doesn't have to be a job. It doesn't have to be a bit, uh, the music business. It can be anything. It can be a relationship. It can be your family. It can be just your neighbor that's pissing you off. But yeah. Well, I mean, you think about it from anybody's perspective as well, from any song, even you guys have listened to that you guys have loved throughout the years. You listen to those songs and there are certain messages behind them where, of course, whatever artist wrote them, whatever artist created that song, they're going to have a very specific instance, a very specific time that they're reflecting on that they're going to be bringing into that song and they're bringing the emotion to it. Now, you didn't go, guys go through that at all or when it comes to what you guys went through with your old record label and kind of in that same sense being taken advantage of. You know, you're, you're trying to find a way to express song about breaking free from that and not letting that happen ever again. From our standpoint as the listener, you know, we didn't go through exactly that, but there are plenty of times where in other relationships that we have, whether it's with your job, whether it's with your family, whether it's with a significant other, with friends, it doesn't necessarily matter, but whatever relationship you had where someone has been taking advantage of you and you're ready to stand up and say no more, it's those are the moments where those songs really stand out. It's because... We can take that core emotion, boil it down to the absolute center, and then take what you guys experience, feel it, put it into our own experiences, and connect with it that way. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like... Uh, it's a pretty uh, pretty angry, like short and sweet, heavy song. So uh, we're, we're happy people are vibing with it already, and... Uh, we weren't really sure what the response would be because uh, it's been about eight months since we dropped our last single back in January. Um, and this was the first song we've dropped uh, in, a, I don't even know when, with no clean vocals. Because I usually do some singing. Um, so this is like, we were kind of like, oh, I wonder what people are going to think. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's been really positive, so. But wouldn't you want a song like this to not have any sort of clean vocals when you're really putting this further anger forward there? You're putting this passion, this energy to break free from somebody, to stand up for yourself, to stand up for your self-respect and say, I ain't going to let you, I ain't going to let you, you know, take advantage of me. I'm not going to take shit from you anymore. If you had clean vocals in there, it would have to be in a way of like, you know, letting this thing kind of wash over and understand on your standpoint as the listener what you're going through and why you're doing this. But if you're going to have that full force already, you know, that knowledge and that idea in your brain, you're going to want to go full force with straight unclean vocals with that aggressiveness to really impact this meaning fully. It's, it's the way yeah. to go about it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And we're glad people have kind of picked up on that because there've been a bunch of really great comments about Mike's vocals and, how huge his vocals sound or how mean he sounds and pissed off he sounds, which is what we wanted. Right. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. When we were working on this song uh, at home, well, I know we wrote most of it in, uh, in Nashville, but Mike and I had tossed around the idea of doing a song with no chorus because our songs, a lot of our songs follow the same structure. So we're like, Hey, let's do something heavy and kind of just like, you know, like then maybe another song we could do is more featuring Adam, but then we could do another one that's really heavy with Mike. So, you know, we could kind of contrast things that way. And I thought it was a cool idea. Plus, kind yeah. of wanted to write a diss track. So <laughs> <laughs> it's the first track, the big we old middle finger. Yeah. That was the first track, too. We worked as a band to its entirety on the lyrics as a whole, too. And in the moment, like it was very like we were in a timeline, so we had to get it done by the next day before we started tracking 
and then in the moment of tracking also writing in that moment but so yeah. it was a cool, it was a cool experience because we really got to get our thoughts as a whole together and with the producer who helped uh, spark the idea of the the song well when it comes down Juices to something flowing yeah, I'll say juices were flowing, but when it comes really down to it and you think about that idea where all of you're working on the lyrics together, it works in the same standpoint of as a band, you went all through this together. So you all understand the emotions that were going through there. You understand how everything felt. You understand the timeline of one spot to the next and how you all progressed with it. So when it comes to making sure that this song has those lyrics and has that flow behind it, both lyrically and instrumentally, working on it as a tandem as a team makes the most amount of sense. Yeah. yeah exactly. And, so now, and we I, don't always get to do that either because uh, we don't all live in the same city. Um, so for us to all be together in the studio like that, um, it was kind of a new way of writing for us, but it really worked out. Probably it was, it was better really than, like, uh, there, was, there was magic happening and you hear that a lot. <laughs> I don't really yeah. understand it until you experience it, and you're, and that's what happened in that moment. Especially because we were on a timeline; we only had a week in Nashville, so we had to get it done. <laughs> it's not like we can go fly back there; we're not made of money, and we had used the band money to get us there. So. Not, not made of metalcore money, not yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the metalcore money literally just got us there. We have tens of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, tens of dollars. A hundred air. I would pull out my wallet and be like, oh, here's another tens of dollars for you guys, but I don't have tens of dollars on me right now, <laughs> and my wallet is in the other room. <laughs> that would actually be like 20 of our dollars because we're Canadian. And our That's exchange exactly. rate is absolute dog shit. Oh, I forgot about that too. Yeah, oh, so. When we were living in Nashville that week, we spent $20 on beer. We were looking at a $40 bill. We were just getting savaged. <laughs> Yes. Like, like what this is this is so expensive no yeah. it, looks, it looks cheaper to us because everything's lower but it's not <laughs> i'll say if that's at that same at that point in time i should probably start my own recording studio even though i can't record for what just just buy a big open plot of land just build a studio in the middle of northern wisconsin where if you guys want to <laughs> go to the bar and drink and get beers for two bucks a piece go for it <laughs> Exactly. Uh, See that natty ice. Natty ice. Get that. Get your bush light. Um, you know, get get your Keystone light. Get whatever you want. Uh, old style. Go for it, man. Just go for it. <laughs> Nothing wrong with the Pilsner. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Pilsner. And I do want to ask about this specifically. So when it came to you, Super, with that specific store, that specific incident that really sparked this whole entire song. Can you give me the like the story behind what happened? If you want to go into full detail, that's fine. If you want to just give the synopsis, that's fine. I'm letting you guys have free reign over this. I just want to get a better idea of what exactly happened that led to this song. Huh. Well, it, it was a long time coming. It was definitely a long time coming because um, we disbanded hero uh in 2018 uh we released our single samsara uh that's our last release to them in 2018 it was actually the first track with mike uh so it's actually his fault that that's actually <laughs> it's entirely, it's entirely <laughs> <my fault. laughs> once you find out it's entirely my fault uh, 
like, oh, fuck this guy. But no, um, we released Samsara. It was doing really well. Uh, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Eric or, or Jordan or Mike, but I think, weren't we like going on tour with Pangea? Yeah, we just announced the Sleepwaker tour that day. And and I was asking about, yeah, I was asking about merch. It wasn't even about like the state of the band or our status with the label. Like we thought things were going really well. Like Samsara, like I said, was was doing just as well as Usurper is doing already. Um, So, yeah, uh, then I think I emailed um, our A&R guy about merch. And this is the funniest part because the guy that we used to keep in contact with, uh, this guy, Eric, who doesn't work for them anymore. Shout out Eric held. <laughs> he's, he's a homie. Um, didn't even know that this was happening, but Tommy and Randy, the, the two, well, Tommy owns tragic hero, uh, who we had barely even heard from since signing all of a sudden hops in this, this email about merch and like instead of replying about anything to do with that it was literally just like sorry guys uh we're gonna have to let you go it was literally like that short and sweet and we were kind of all like what and i remember screenshotting that and sending it to eric the a&r guy and he was even like uh dude what the fuck like he didn't even know this is happening and then a Apparently bunch of people they dropped, who like, all quit too. <laughs> yeah, our publicist Kathleen quit. Um, I think she quit before this happened, though. Um, they dropped a ton of names, like in that they, area. They dropped yeah. like yeah, they dropped like half their roster. It, it wasn't yeah. even just us. Um, I think we're the only band that didn't break up, though. True. Invent Animate is the only other one. Well, they didn't. Yeah. They didn't get dropped. They left. They left. A lot of bands yeah. did they not get paid either. <laughs> Yeah, I remember one of us once. telling this story, uh, this story to Caleb from Invent Animate, and him and Keaton knew what was going on, and I guess they j- kind of jumped ship before they could get fucked over. I don't know that though. I don't really know what happened with them per se, but yeah, I think they kind of caught wind of what was happening. So that was back in 2018. We hadn't really written anything about that time. Uh, and we knew Yusuper was like a really angry, pissed off sound song. And Mike and all of us had our, had always kind of wanted to write, like Eric said, a bit of a diss track for Tragic Hero screwing us over so much, you know. Um, they still owe us money, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> well, we in a couple years. We've been chasing for that money since we, right before we left to Nashville, so that we had a bank account in Nashville, so we didn't have to use our money, but they never got back to us. So. Yeah, they made it. We've been chasing basically since samsara came out for any revenue after samsara was released so no explanation other than emails with our songs in them sorry (laughs) bye like no explanation and we heard from them once after that um they paid they gave us one payment um but that was a couple years ago so So that was a shocker we didn't even see that coming Okay, now I I was expecting the story to go on like a like a creative difference way. I did, wasn't expecting to go where hey we're going on tour. Um, we need we're asking about merch. Oh, we're we're getting dropped now. What the fuck? Like I wasn't yeah. expecting that. It's like a kick to the teeth. <laughs> but they like, they wow, only okay. have two bands on their roster, from what I understand, two or three bands. So I think they got rid of the majority of their roster there because I think they just 
I don't know. It seems like they don't have an active label. Um, they actually made a post about our, our full length that we released through them like a couple months back saying like happy whatever anniversary to Solstice. And we were like, wow. Didn't one of us actually comment on the, on the status being like, give us our money. <laughs> 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 like, thanks. Now give us our money. You can buy know. our you can buy our physical CD from them for a dollar. No, no they, it's back up to ten bucks now. Is it? Oh, yeah. I thought we were just not cheap. Go to yeah, our we band. Were dollar, we were almost that. a dollar store band. We were just Canadian dollar band. Need any more of our royalties? Go to our band camp if you're going to buy that. Yeah, but yeah, that's what happened. Go to Northern's Bandcamp and buy anything from there to make sure that they're the ones that get paid and not some <laughs> record label still holding their money hostage. But now it makes so much more sense when it comes to Usurper, why it has such an anger tone behind it, and why people are going to be able to relate to it, even with that exact story, because there are so many people that over the past couple of years, with what's gone on with the pandemic, which, with everything that's gone on with the economy, especially over the last couple of years, if you're here in the U.S., anything since 2022 with inflation going like crazy and all these different pr- price points that are being uh, that are struggles, you know, people are over here, they're losing jobs left and right because companies are just straight up downsizing and they're doing it with no warning. So it's something that just takes you by, completely by surprise and you feel like, you know, you've worked hard, you're doing the best job you can, you're trying to do what you can for your family, for yourself in order to make sure that you can progress in your life and stay comfortable and happy. The most important thing is staying happy. And then all of a sudden the rug just gets pulled out from under you because someone decided to make a decision that is directly impacting. It's something that is terrible, but at the exact same point in time, people are going to be able to take what exactly your story is and relate to it in their own right. There are so many mm-hmm. different places where you're being taken advantage of, whether it is your job or the fact that, you know, you're, ex- you're you should be getting paid more and you present that argument and then nothing happens and trying to find another job. It's just even more as difficult compared to that, whether you're in a relationship with somebody and they're just, you know, constantly taking advantage of the situation, mooching off of you or just manipulating you in every step of the way, changing the, the idea. And if you're trying to, you know, get further, constantly pushing the goalposts further and further back every time you get close to them so that you have to continue to go forward and forward and forward, even though you've already meet those, met those initial goals four or five times over, whether it's some of your family that's draining you, whether it's something with a friendship that is just a friend that is keeping you around consistently, just constantly using you in all these aspects because they don't want to lose you, but they don't want to be anything more than friends with you. So it just all adds in there. And so many of us have gone through stuff like that and more. So we listen to what you guys went through with your record label with just getting dropped out of nowhere and still having to fight for your freaking royalties, which you absolutely deserve. We can yeah. relate to it. We can feel it. We can feel that anger coming through the song with the unclean vocals, with the heavier backing and with this more forceful driven style behind it, where we just feel like we're angry. We're be, we're tired of being taken advantage of because at this point in time, not only is it a condemnation, on what has been done to us, but it's us staying up for our own self-worth and self-respect at the same time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't couldn't have put it better myself, sir. <laughs> I just went on like no, a full-on preaching though. rant right there. Very true. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> like I had just I had just joined the band. I had just dropped that song with them. We did our first tour, our second tour, and then we get dropped right when we're about to announce that first thing. Adam immediately calls me. Well, I'm at work just to reassure me that it's not me that caused this issue. 
I'm confused. Absolutely was I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, this is the most successful the bands at this point. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? What did I do? And to this day, I know it wasn't me because that song is our most played song today. So they can get fucked. <laughs> well, this has actually like nearly hit the same amount of plays as, or sorry, Samsar has nearly hit the same amount of kind of plays and number wise as Solstice did as a whole. So the whole 10 song record, Samsar has done nearly as good on its own. So yeah. that is a good song. I like it. I mean, it, it is Playing what it is hard. at the end of the day with being being on in, in the music industry. Um, like this story, as shitty as it is, like it honestly probably won't surprise a lot of people either. Um, especially people who've been doing this and trying to, to be in a band. Um, but yeah, it, it's it, like you said, it's still never a good feeling, especially when you think things are going well. Like it would be completely different if like for some reason we just shit the bed and we just were not delivering um, or, or anything like that. So yeah, it was, it was an even bigger kick in the teeth. Um, so yeah, we're glad we could finally uh, vent a little bit in this song. And uh, it's also just, yeah, like a, a generally pissed off song for anybody that's uh, being taken advantage of. I don't think your story is going to surprise anyone in the music industry either due to the fact that a lot of bands have gone through the same, if not similar situations with other record labels, but it still yeah. doesn't discount the fact that what has happened is just totally freaking stupid because when you look at Solstice and you look at Samsara, well, Samsara basically doing as well as that album did as a whole and with that song still being on the Spotify progressive metal playlist to this day, and that's the song that you release. That's all of a sudden there's more stock behind the band. There's more of an engine behind it. There's more momentum that's being built up and labels just like, nah, not worth it. If if you're not giving yeah. bands and you're not giving, if you're not giving bands room to grow and room to try different things. And when they do try something and it absolutely hits and it works and all of a sudden you just drop them right then and there. One thing that I it pisses me off the most is, how many times over the past 10, 15 years have we heard, you know, the tastemakers and the and the gatekeepers say rock is dead, rock and metal are dead, and all they're doing is playing the same shit over and over and over and over again, and they're not wanting to take a chance on any new band whatsoever. When bands start yeah. really like, like showing prominence and showing that they're able to do this stuff, it's very rare still for people to get behind them. We're seeing it more now because we're seeing what happened with Bring Me the Horizon over the past 10 years with them experimenting more. The absolute meteoric rise of Falling in Reverse from their 2017 album to where they are right now. What's going on yep. with Bad Omens? What's going on with Sleep Token? What's going on with I Prevail? <laughs> What's going on with Spirit Box? There are so many more bands that are doing so many more new and incredible things. And when they start to hit, it's like, Okay, now when they actually hit on their own, that's when people start to get behind. That's when the labels start to get more behind them. That's when the industry starts to get behind them. But if we're not getting behind and supporting these bands that are upcoming and growing in the scene, then nothing ever happens. When it comes to heavy music specifically, why do you think Australian bands are coming through like full force all the time? Because they're getting so much support from their whole country as a scene to when they're coming yeah. over to, to, to like the Europe or coming over to America. They're already got all this backing behind them, and it's a lot easier for people over here to say, "Oh, you know, it's a you know they got a lot of listens over in Australia. Australians love heavy music. If they're going to be supporting them, like Polaris, Amity Affliction, make them suffer, Alpha Wolf, I want to go check them out and see what what's happening. I want to go support them because hell, 
Australia's supporting them when they're local. Why, why, why yeah. aren't we? Yeah. Those Aussies don't miss really. Eh? Like it, it is, it is pretty crazy. Uh, how many I've amazing... never heard a bad Australian band, <laughs> especially in good. the metal genre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. They just like, they started slow. It's like Parkway drive, my children, right? All those bands. Like, and then slowly it just like, more bands, more bands. And you got Northland, and you got Alpha Wolf, and then now you got Make Make Me Suffer, and like all these bands, like Midi Affliction, everything. And it just keeps Rubber going. Repping, I killed the prom queen. I killed the prom queen. Yeah, that's what. Yes. I mean. Jonah Weinhoffen for life. Can't forget about those guys. Yeah, that's what I meant. I killed the prom queen. But uh, yeah, no, it's just um, it's the support. Sure, and it's 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 even harder. Uh, like areas where we live to in Canada and in our province of Ontario um, some of the scenes are pretty dead especially since the pandemic we have seen a pretty cool resurgence of uh, a couple cities though um, that did I guess benefit out of a, a lot of stuff closing down and people not being able to go to shows for years and and everything like that but um, but like you said metal in general whatever subgenre we're talking mm-hmm. is very gatekeeping right like mm-hmm. it's it's kind of hard to break through sometimes so um yeah yeah like even even a show we have coming up next month um i remember when the promoter was asking like do you just want like the usual uh bands to be on this with you or you know there are some newer like basically kids like up and coming bands that you know like 18 19 year old metal kids that are, are just wanting to play a show and like they'll bring their whole fucking their whole crew out and i was like yeah put them on them open because i'm old as fuck we're all old as fuck but like we were all at one point right so uh yeah it, it's important to definitely try and foster like the the belief of like holding each other up and supporting uh the, the, the local bands in the scene instead of like competing with each other even though it doesn't happen all the time but <laughs> like, yeah i know it, doesn't it, it can ha- get pretty cutthroat sometimes but no i'm yeah. aware i know it doesn't happen all the time but at the exact same time it's the more we're able to do that we're able to focus in on that then you create this you create this scene you create these little local scenes that are really going to be supportive of these different bands and it's just, it adds more of this stock and more of this camaraderie between different bands, between different artists. And it's just this supportive nature. And when it comes to fans, when it comes to just even bands growing up as well, not trying to push everybody down and try and climb over them. Because if you're in a local scene and all of a sudden, you know, you, one band starts rising, hell, everyone get behind them because then the scene itself grows as they continue to grow. And then everyone else benefits from the other bands are in the scene. They get more nose. The fans get, yeah, you know, exactly. behind it. They get, not only does the scene grow and better bands come to town, but the bands that you like that are in town continue to grow as well. One thing that you mentioned though, that I really wanted to ask about, because I have never asked about this on the podcast when it comes to the Canadian scene, especially where you guys are right now, because of what happened with COVID, what all happened with that when it came to why these scenes aren't as big as they maybe once were, why they're just struggling to get back up and going. Because I know that kind of happened here in the US, but I think if I remember correctly, what happened in Canada because of the restrictions, it was a lot tighter and it lasted a lot longer. So what's going on in the Canadian scene right now, man? Give us the scoop. So actually, we're having a huge blow up in this scene right now. Basically, better yeah. bands are coming 
like way better bands. All the local bands, they're not, it's, they're not dog shit anymore. They're actually good. And that's yeah. impressive. So we're seeing a lot of press on this, a lot of the people covering the scene. And it's not just the hardcore scene. So it started off with the hardcore scene really blowing up here. That scene is so strong. And that scene is literally the people from the old metalcore scene when Attack Attack was blowing up, like the old Burn Horizon days. That scene is now the hardcore scene, basically. And now that thing is popping and that's strong as hell. And that's influenced a lot of metalcore bands to even mix into the hardcore scene. So now we're getting the influx of metalcore and hardcore collaborating together. A little less gatekeeping, but they're still gatekeeping, mm. obviously. But what we're seeing is a resurgence, like uh, a band called Pneumonia Breath from here. Um, basically, they are one of the only bands to sell out their show in, before the show sold out for this one company down here yeah, last weekend. And that's a huge thing to have happened. And, but what we're seeing is a lot of people are going to shows, people are more excited. And uh, I, frankly, I'm going to shows more than I was pre-pandemic now. And I love that because it's exciting and everyone's just stoked to be out again. And I think because we were on lockdown for so fucking long and our restrictions were so strict that we're more intuitive to be going out now and doing these things and supporting the scene. And yeah, there was a lot of pent-up anger built up and a lot of people had a lot of time to think and sit down and figure out their craft better and basically we're seeing it come out now yeah, and basically, the, i think Canada's going to be an uprising scene for music for metal especially because of what's happened so the bands are so good i have to limit my beard intake and practice my instrument over the pandemic we lost a lot of local bands so a lot of them just kind of gave up or didn't want to keep going or they just kind of moved on with their lives and um then then a lot of them kind of restarted new bands so we've seen like kind of like a slower start back into the scene but the new bands that are coming out are are great so it just took a little uh, yeah like a slow train to get rolling the scene down here i think in comparison and it's a lot of the older successful bands that are coming back too like the members are just joining up with other members and stuff like that so people who we thought were gone forever are actually coming back so now you're getting a really progressive growth of older musicians who we used to do well that disappeared so yeah spark is basically yeah that was one thing i was a little worried about too just given the fact that i know what happened with COVID, especially here being the u.s where for like a year it was just everything was dead. And then when it came to just everything getting back going in the scene, it was people started going back out to shows. People started really getting into it once again. And there was this fever pitch that was behind it. And now we're, you know, if it wasn't for that, like, you know, bad, like Spirit Box wouldn't have hit right away once everything started jumping back in from a live standpoint. Bad Omens wouldn't have nearly hit as much. Of course, they hit online, especially with Just Pretend blowing up on TikTok. But then when it came to the yeah. fact that that first tour, the first headlining tour they did in 2022, where they sold out the whole entire thing, they had to basically upgrade every single venue for more tickets. And then they sold that out again. It just, it added so much more push to it. And what I was concerned about going with the Canadian scene was especially, you know, being neighbors with you guys and seeing some of the things that were happening there. I didn't know the level, like the exact restrictions and the exact things that you guys were put under. I just knew that they were a lot harsher than what we had to go through down here and they lasted a lot longer. So when you have something like that happen, you know, I understand where the scene took a little bit of time to get back going. But the best thing that I heard you guys say was especially from the hardcore side of things, really seeing that grow where the bands are coming back and they're better and they sound yeah. fantastic is that, you know, you're seeing everyone kind of come together 
really support that once again, kind of take that anger and that aggression out right in that moment, but create better music, create a more camaraderie style scene so that maybe the next three, four, five years, we start seeing this like this like uh, revolution of hardcore music coming out from Canada. We'll call it the Northern Invasion, basically. And all of a sudden, <laughs> next thing you know, we're going to have Furnace Fest down here in uh, in the States where it's like heavy music and, and like hip heavy hip hop and whatnot. It's all going to be just like hardcore bands just having a blast. We're going to have to start our own hardcore festival in Canada. Literally call it Northern Invasion, even though I think Danny Wimmer Presents has that name. We might be able to buy it from them at some point sure and then just go nuts with it (laughs) and like we were also like during the pandemic like there is illegal shows going on like where shows weren't supposed to be happening bands were just doing it anyways so we had a lot of ask a punk happening which was actually super cool to go to even though like it was kind of bad voodoo but it was still like it was it was reassuring especially at those times you're just like is life going to come back to normal like i was working at the record label and i'd be talking to my friends who work at the label as well. And they're at the point where just like, we're never touring again. We're fucked. We're just stuck. Yeah. That's it. There was no hope. And then we started seeing these, yeah, illegal shows happening. But I think that's honestly what kind of kicked up the search. And yeah, but the hard, we had a hardcore scene though. Like it was the start of all that, I'd say. Not to pinpoint them, but, but they were definitely the, the founding ones through the pandemic that really brought it back. And they got everyone excited. Well, as Jack Black said in uh, School of Rock, no way, that is so punk rock. But it makes sense. It it is punk rock in the exact same standpoint where you're going out, you're going against authority, you're going against the establishment to get your message out there and do whatever you want to do. That's one thing I always love about the band uh, Silly Goose here in the United States where they'll just go around different places and play shows literally in the street right after like right after festivals or right after big venues, they went and followed highly suspect around for a whole entire tour and played outside the show after highly suspect was done. And it's like, <laughs> and they did that. Danny Wimmer presents festivals as well. They just played outside to the point where DWP decided that they were going to be pissed off and they were going to actually go out and check them. Out. Like we got to kick these guys out, but they went out, listen to what they were doing. They're like, we don't want to stop this. This is cool as all hell. So now silly goose is always on Danny Wimmer presents festivals. At the end of that highly suspect tour, what were were Silly Goose? Silly Goose got the opening spot for that last night. Like they actually played the actual show with them. And I love the idea behind it because it shows this more that you can still do this stuff. That it gives that energy behind there. You're seeing people take the initiative and it's something that the scene can rally around, especially coming post pandemic when things were shut down, things were restricted and live music was going to be the last thing that was going to come back. And you're still seeing mm-hmm. people do it. I went to a couple of shows that definitely should not have happened in 2020, but that be damned, I wanted to see some live music and I was going to do it. Exactly. Hell yeah. I know it's, it's great to hear that because you don't hear about bands doing that, like kind of chasing uh, like a show and then playing after the show as often anymore. Like I know we have a band called Little Scarlet from here that did that with Warped Tour. And then Warped Tour actually eventually just put them on the fucking mm-hmm. thing. So like you don't hear about that yeah. anymore. So that's really cool. I like that. Yeah, I know that happened with uh, that happened with a void right at the end of Warp Tour's run because they just started just showing up and just playing shows actually at Warp Tour until they got actually invited in for a couple of days. And now it's like you look at the band of Void. It was they just did a run all the way through Canada with zero nine three six and Wage War, and it was one of the wow. most in- insane things we'd ever see. Just because that band is utterly ridiculous, sounds great, but their energy is utterly ridiculous to the point where. 
you're going to see their merch guy. If they have like a screen behind them, you're going to see their backdrop, not like some video package or their logo. It's going to be their merch guy playing Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> I awesome. like his style. Uh-huh. But, but I, I do want to go back to one thing that Jordan said that really stuck out to me. He's like, I got to limit my beer intake and play my instrument better given how the scene is going. That is honestly, that is a fantastic way to put it because it shows that, you know, you, there's so many other great bands that are out there that it makes you want to continue to get better. It makes you want to continue to grow your craft because it's just motivating for everyone in that scene to keep growing, keep growing, keep growing to get to the point where all of a sudden, like I said, four or five years down the line, you know, there's going to be so many hardcore bands coming out of Canada and it's just going to be utterly amazing because it's going to be like every single week, every single month, there's going to be a new band from Canada that we have to check out because they put out an absolute banger of a song, banger of an EP, banger of an album. And, you know, they're going to end up going on tour with Alpha Wolf and Knocked Loose and Kubla Khan because... Why the hell not? This is freaking awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, lots of of great Canadian bands, uh, whether they're up and coming or already kind of established, like uh, the dudes in Brand of Sacrifice. Oh, yeah. Fellow Torontonians. um, You already mentioned Spirit Box. Counterparts is going to take over the world. Counterparts already seems to have, yeah, like, (laughs) uh carcosa from out in british columbia they're killing it lately too so yeah, yeah. lots of lots of cool stuff uh, to check out coming from here yep angel come maker back, is another one come back kid yeah even cancer <laughs> bats are still trucking r.i.p dagger mouth <laughs> oh shit yeah, cancer yeah. Bats are still trucking yeah Alex on fire they're back Pro- so. yeah. protest the hero monine Pro- <laughs> Monine, yeah, they're gonna have a comeback. We so don't know when. Something's gonna happen. But. Did you ever? Did you ever listen to Monine, Kevin, or have you ever heard of them? I've heard them very like once or twice. Never listened to them though. They had to split with Alex on Fire. Oh, Mike's got the Legends record. to us. Yep, yeah, yeah, mine's somewhere in a thing back there. They hail from around the same area as us, and Alexis on Fire. So yeah, yeah there it is. Switcheroo. Great record. They're a dope. They're a dope band. As I tried to bring Alex on fire to the podcast, and that just didn't happen yet. <laughs> Make that happen. That that that's the key. Yet, I mean, there there there's certain bands I didn't think I was going to get in the podcast this year, and I made it happen. Hell, I made it happen with Seven Dust. I made it happen with August Burns Red. I made it happen with From Ashes to New. I, I had no idea that I was going to get Shaylee, the old of Clean Secret for Mice and Men, now of Dayshell on the podcast, but I just fucking did it out of nowhere. I'm going to keep this rolling. I'm going to keep so this going. Give, give, it, give, it, give, me a, give me a little bit of time. I'll get Alexis on fire on there somehow. We'll get you, Dal. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Mike works for Dallas Green's record label. I'll, I'll get you, Dal. <laughs> I like this guy. I like this guy. <laughs> And now I'm kind of, I'm saying I'm expecting now just kind of hearing all the stuff we talk about the hardcore scene and you know that split that split album you just showed me, man. What's gonna happen with you guys in the northern? Are you guys gonna do a split thing with some hardcore band up there in Canada where you're gonna get like some metalcore hardcore mix that's coming in there? Are we gonna get something like that? Are we gonna get a potential like Alpha Wolf holding absence split EP with the northern and some crazy band in Toronto that's doing some absolutely wacky? That'd be cool, man. I wish. I wish. Yeah. Man, I would do a I split mean... with Enox, but. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, we, I think we'd be too similar for a split, though. I think we'd need to go yeah. somewhere more like uh, a band like Nightwell. Judgment. Or Judge, yeah. The dudes in Judgment or, um, yeah, I don't know. It'd be, it'd be a cool That's idea. That's cool idea. Like, I like that. I like that thought, though. Single wound. Single wound. Yeah. See, I mean, even with my idea, see, look at what happened. All of a sudden, you guys took it out and a better idea to find a band that's going to be a little bit further away. Run with it. And I was going to say, you know, there's also the idea of, okay, how's this going to work? Let's manifest it. No, 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 no. I'm not going to say it. We're going to go all Shia LaBeouf and just go, just do it. Do it. Make your dreams come true. <laughs> your dreams don't work unless you do. So just do it perfectly executed Perfect. shit, maybe on the next song you do that's the fucking breakdown call out <laughs> it's true though if you ever if you ever hear a vocalist yelling that on stage and there's a pause like just you know what's happening <laughs> all hell to break loose it's going to be just something going super duper, like a buildup, a great buildup. All of a sudden, you're just going to hear like, everything cut out and just, you're going to hear Mike just yell, make your dreams come true. <laughs> just do it. Go. Uh, now you've got to do that, Mike. I know. I'm already, I'm already setting the idea. Pre-planning. Don't, don't make it, don't make it that uh, failed wall of death that Alpha Wolf. <laughs> did you see that? Yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> so funny <laughs> i saw that my first thought when i saw that was thank god i was not a part of that show <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i need to go watch this now because i saw it come up and i was like i'll watch this later and then i forgot about it till just now so i guess i got some, some homework to do yeah, because I've, I've seen Alpha if I saw them open for Polaris and like Moss of Flames in 2022. Then they had a headlining run in 2022. I saw them and then I just saw them at the aforementioned failure that was Blue Ridge Rock Fest 2023. And every time we did a wall of death, we hit it exactly. We did not have what happened there. And I stand <laughs> on that. And when I get to see them on that Motionless and White Tour, we are not letting that happen. It'd be unacceptable. I, I I might have to retire from the from the from the mosh pits from podcasting everything if I fail at that. <laughs> I'll say shit because usually if it's if it's a song I'm really getting into my mind's into it. I just say fuck it. I'll I'll like take off like a quarter of a second early to make sure I'm the first one to hit somebody. Of course that means the rest <laughs> of the wall is coming on the other side is coming down on me. But you know, just do it. Just do it, man. <laughs> But yeah, we um, really the only thing we've ever done collaboration wise is we did do um, an EDM remix of one of our songs uh, from our Solstice album with our good buddy Adam Jazim, um, who is uh, an EDM artist from uh, Toronto as well. So we did we did a, an EDM remix to Umbra, and that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, a split, a split. That's got that's got the gears turning now. <laughs> a split EP. Yeah, just just a split EP. I mean, like what happened with Elf Wolf and Holy Absence from last year? They did four songs. They did yeah. Each, each band did one Great. song on their own, and then they did two songs that were fully split together. And I mean, the thing just went off like it was nuts. 
And it's just somewhere you take a look at that. You do something like that. You never know what weird piece of collaboration you guys might come up with. You never know what happens with it. You know, maybe put a clean vocalist over something heavy and just let that style take over. You never know where that experimentation is going to bring you, but it's going to do two things in my opinion. One, it's going to grow all of you guys as musicians, as songwriters and everything, because you're going to see a different way of writing with people. You're going to be able to see how these different things come together in their mind and potentially use some of that, those principles, put it in your music to the best of their, your ability and then vice versa for them as well. Secondly, especially with a growing Canadian scene as well, especially a growing hardcore scene, if you guys bring a little more of the heavier tendencies in there, now you're going to be able to bring another band into an, a heavily emerging scene at the exact same time, even on a lighter standpoint, but it's something where now more of these scenes are having a chance to cross over together for even more support. I mean, hell, the hardcore scene over, like, is starting to get behind holding absence even. Holding absence ain't hardcore, yeah. but after that splitting, oh, everyone's no. like, God damn, they sound good. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, the mixed genre tours and, and, uh, shows and and split albums are all really cool it it really can't can't hurt either band involved right it's just gonna like you said kind of like expand their fan base and the reach of their songs and um yeah it, it's cool like I, I would even say that um like some of our upcoming releases like i don't know if i would say that we're blending genres but our next release i think is gonna people in a good way yeah well you don't necessarily have to blend genres but the more i've seen this the more you experiment with the sound and more you try different things that you want to try the better it ends up getting because you try these different things you explore these different ideas you see how different principles and different concepts work within your style within your songwriting and it grows. On top of that, I take a look at the bands that are the biggest ones in the scene right now. The ones that I mentioned earlier, Bring of the Rise and Falling in Reverse, Bad Omen, Spirit Box, Sleep Token, um, I Prevail. They're mixing so many different things together. They're taking so many ideas. That ability to mix, try new things and grow with them is what's, is. I'm not saying it's what's popular, but it's what is growing bands, what's growing the scene today. But it's not something that's just like bands trying to capitalize on trends because all of them are doing completely different things. All of them are experimenting with completely different sounds. It's the like in music right now, especially in the rock and metal scene, it is the time to try weird different things and experiment with your sound and see what the heck you guys come up with as long as that's what you guys want to do. For sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. This next song we're we're going to be putting out was like the one I was most skeptical on. Uh, that we did in Nashville and it turned out to be like one of our favorite songs that we've, we've done. So I'm like super yeah. hyped on how that turned out. And that's like, it's typically something we wouldn't do. And, uh, but like it is, but it isn't. So that's, what's great about it. I don't know. I'm stoked. Say don't yeah. talk too much about it, Eric. Cause if you're going to be stoked on it, my nipples can only get so perky with excitement over this potential <laughs> you know, weirdness, but how cool it could potentially come out to be. So his Joe, his Joe Rogan nipples. Alien nips. Ooh, big pepperoni style nips. Well, before we head out, guys, there's one question I'm starting to ask everybody, and I'm usually asking for three, but I'm gonna ask because there's four of you. I'm gonna ask one from each of you guys, okay? So from each of you guys, can you give me one band 
up and coming band that you guys like that we should all check out. I want you guys to give suggestions to everybody that's listening because I'll post them up on Twitter and everything when the episode releases. So what, what a one band from each of you, what bands that are upcoming are you most excited about? Um, I'm going to say uh, these guys have been a favorite of mine for a couple of years now, but Colony Collapse. I'm going to go with. Uh, they just released a new song, and I think it was actually part of their re-release of their full length they did last year, um, but they released it as a deluxe. So I would definitely 100% Colony Collapse. They're super underrated, but uh, if you like tons of chuggy, uh, sometimes technical riffs, kind of like Protest the Hero, um, uh, yeah, great band. I've been vibing with a band called Throne lately. I don't know if you've heard of them, but uh, they have a pretty sick... I think they've been around since like 2021, maybe. So like not super new, but uh, they're kind of like a kind of like a Kublai Khan type kind of in that area of metalcore, metal hardcore, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, they have a great single called Grey Out. Awesome song. So would recommend. I've been. Uh, I've been. Oh, we're interrupting each other. Sorry, eh? Oh, sorry, eh? Hey. <laughs> Oops. So, uh, I would recommend a band called Auras. They just dropped a massive single. Um, and uh, their guitarist, Josh, just went from being a guitar player to their new screamer. So, and they got the drummer of Intervals, Nathan Bula. And honestly, they're a force that just can't be reckoned with. Like, they're, they're something to be watching out for. Auras. Hey man, a band that I've had a boner for since like 2017 that I'm finally going to see. Void of Vision from Straya. Yes. Yeah. I love that band. Finally going to see them October 7th with Invent Animate. Oh, oh you lucky man. So <laughs> I've, I've heard of Void of Vision. I've seen them live before. Just enjoy, Jordan. Just enjoy. I have heard of Colony <laughs> Collapse. I believe I had him on the podcast two years ago, so might be time to bring him back over again. I have yeah. recently heard of Throne over the past like month. So, okay, now we're starting to pick up some traction there. Have not heard of Auras, though, so that's another one to check out right there. Auras, Auras yeah. are great. Oh, yeah, Auras is really good. We actually play with them from time to time uh, in the area. So they're they're like like perfect live like to the recordings. Like They're really good. good. <laughs> Their new bassist has a guitar neck for me, that bastard. <laughs> Josh, well, give me my neck. <laughs> and I, I, I'm, I know you've probably, you probably have heard of Colony Collapse, or even maybe even had them on the podcast, right? Yeah, I believe I did two years ago. Okay, yeah. Cool. So I'm on that with you. Well, thanks for the suggestion, guys. And now, as we bring this episode to its conclusion, one thing I'd like to do is give you guys a chance to whatever you want to say. Plug or even a plug, promote or promote at the end of the podcast. So, my friends, the floor is yours. Adam? Aliens are real. <laughs> yeah. Al aliens, aliens are exist. real. Um, we have a new song, Usurper. Check it out. It's on Ustream Music. We also have a music video for it out on uh, a YouTube channel called BVTV. Shout out to them for premiering it. Um, we've got 
a ton of more music coming out soon. So, uh, but yeah, until then, just keep jamming Usipur. I like it. I like it a lot. So now it's time for this podcast with three specific things. First things first, when it comes to the Northern, when it comes to Usurper, when it comes to anything that you want to follow along with them, when it comes to social media, watch video on YouTube, make sure you go and buy stuff from them on their Bandcamp. Remember that one. On their Bandcamp. Stream their music. Support them anyway. Best way to do is go to the description of the podcast where it says find the Northern online. Links labels for everything there. I'm doing all the research. I'm doing all the hard work. All you got to do is click the link and it'll take you right there. So go and do that. Now it's time for number two. Guys, I have guests on the podcast I, that I enjoy having the podcast. I tend to make a certain promise that says, thank you for taking the time for being on the podcast. And I will continue to support the band in any other way that I can. And this is how it is done. It is not an if. If implies it might not happen, but it is a when. When implies that it's going to happen. We just don't have a day or time yet. When I get to see you guys perform live for the first time. I'm not going to do my Shia LaBeouf impersonation for you. I'm going to go all <laughs> Liam Neeson from taking on you. I will look for you. I will pursue you. I will find you. I will say hi and tell you that the first round is on me. Please don't bang We have a little uh, a, a little chant or call that, that all of us in the band do. It's simply just, yeah. <laughs> well, good. Then I'm yeah, going to get you me. guys. We're, we'll get first rounds on me and be like, all right, cheers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Marty going to be a part of this is awesome. Well, guys, as we bring this to its full conclusion, now it's time for number three. I cannot end this by saying goodbye. That is way too final. I made you a promise, and this conversation was a hell of a lot of fun. So we'd like to have you guys back on the podcast in the future. Yeah. So this cannot be goodbye, my friends. This is, I'll see you later. Peace. Well, folks, an interview with the guys from the Northern. Now it's time for Kevin's final thought. I love this conversation. I absolutely did. And it kind of... I mean, I could talk about the whole entire thing with you, Surfer, but I want to jump on the growing Canadian hardcore scene. It goes hand in hand with what we did with Weightless. We talked about the Australian scene as well, which is why I brought it up in connection with it. Because after everything Canada went through with the pandemic, with their restrictions, with their rules, with their regulations being much stricter and much longer than what we had to deal with here in the United States for the majority of our audience, it, it makes a lot of sense where a scene that has more of this hardcore south that more of this, you know, against the system punk backing to it really was the one that took off. And when you have more of this, you know, growing collectiveness by there and you have that scene supporting each other and being more connected in that way, that is something when everything comes together, everything gets even better. And we're going to be seeing bands from Canada come out. And it's going to be one of those incredible things. We've seen so many great Australian bands come. And now maybe the next one is Canada with something like this. We're seeing France start to pick up on stuff like this as well, especially with Metalcore. Canada might be the hardcore one as well. I'm really hoping it is just given the fact that, you know, any any new like music, any new scene that pops up that creates great music, we, we're going to have to support. We should support it for the sole purpose that if we continue to do that, we're fostering more music, we're fostering a greater connection, and we're just helping everybody else out in that manner. I want to keep helping them out. I want to keep making it happen, and this is going to be the best way to do it by doing stuff like this by supporting these bands and by talking about these scenes and getting them up and running. And I mean, Canada's do with the hardcore scene, so let's support them. On that note, when it comes to Northern, best way to support them is going to the description of the podcast where it says find the Northern online. Links, labels for everything are going to be down there for you to check them out. 
Also, make sure you follow along with the Corporate Progression Podcast. You can go to the link in the description to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you like this podcast, hit the like button right down here if you're on YouTube, or hit the like button on Spotify Podcast or iHeartRadio, even Amazon as well. If you're not subscribed to the podcast on YouTube, the button is right down here to make sure you do that. Otherwise, hit follow on Spotify Podcast, iHeartRadio, Amazon. Continue to support the podcast. I want to thank you very much for it. Thank you guys in the Northern. And now, that's me for you guys. Thank you for watching and listening to the Corporate Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one. That's a big, healthy, and hearty. See y'all!